everybody. Welcome to the Once Upon a Time in Huntsville podcast hosted by me, Sampler Baranaga. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for, uh, hey, uh, my podcast broke a thousand views, which is, uh, I, you know, I, that in compared to everything going on today where like 50 things go viral, you know, that may not seem like a big accomplishment, but I, I thought it was pretty cool and I just wanted to thank all the uh, returning listeners that have listened to every single one, I know who you are. And also the new people, too, that are listening. I've noticed... Let me pull up these analytics. Anchor's really cool because it can show you like who listens to you over like all the country. So, 94% of my listeners are from the U.S. USA! USA! Uh, and then Canada, Turkey, Germany, uh, Portugal... Australia, Spain, Singapore, Sweden, Mexico, Ireland, the Czech Republic, Netherlands, Colombia, France, Norway, India, Serbia, Iraq, Russia, Taiwan, Saudi Arabia, uh, Denmark, and Ukraine. Thank you all for listening. I hope you guys uh, enjoy this Huntsville, Alabamian talk about movies and his his uh, small but brave acting career. <laughs> Um. Uh. Yes. Yeah, uh. So I, I thank thank you guys for listening. Also, um, I had something big happen last weekend. A movie called Our Friend came out. Uh, and it just so happens to be the first movie where I appear on the big screen. I just want to give a shout out to all the people that uh, s- you know, sh- sent me a text or a message saying congratulations or, you know, telling me in person. I really appreciate that. Aaron and I went and saw the the movie safely at a movie theater and we had a great time the movie was great i'm really proud of all those involved you know i'm i was just a day player on it but uh you know it, it's a really good movie and i think you should check it out it's also virtual on demand or video on demand <laughs> video on demand vod you can rent it off youtube voodoo amazon google play apple i think i don't know check it out it's a great movie. Our friend Jason Siegel, KCF, like Dakota Johnson, all give amazing performances. What an experience. Or go see it at the theater if they're, if they're playing it near you, if you feel comfortable doing that. I don't know. Um, unfortunately, yesterday, Cloris uh, Leachman passed away, so I just wanted to talk about that for a second uh, because I just wanted to shout out two projects that she did that I, that I'll always remember her for, which was, um, Last Picture Show, which I believe she won the Oscar for that year. I could be wrong. That's just going off my mind or the top of my memory. Um, very interesting movie. She, she crushes it. Uh, Jeff Bridges is also in that as well as, uh, Timothy Bottoms. And Ellen uh, Burstyn. But, uh, of course, Leachman's great in that. She crushes it. And then, um, also, I probably, I probably the first thing I ever saw her in was uh, Malcolm in the Middle, where she played Lewis's mom. And she was a great actress, and it stinks that she's passed. But, you know, it's also awesome to look at all the great stuff she did. You know, the legacy she left behind. She was 94! What a life. 94 years on this earth. That's, that's pretty impressive. So, um... Yeah, I just wanted to talk about her for a second. Um, uh, moving on to some some better news, uh, a film 
I had a, I have a small part in called Breaking News in Yuba County. It releases next month on February 12th, so you have to go check that out. And then um, I can officially say that uh, 12 Mighty Orphans was officially purchased by uh, uh, Sony Pictures Classic. By Sony. So that's exciting. Um, I'm really excited for all the guys and myself included. I'm really excited to see that film. That's going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, and from what I read in an article that Dallas Morning News did with one of our producers, uh, Houston, um, they're saying April, if you're interested in seeing that film, which I, I'd say you should. It's an amazing story. It's based off the book by Jim Dent. You should go check out the book. And I'm planning on having a bunch of the uh, guys, um, like Manuel, um, um, Woodrow, Jake, and then all the other guys that I haven't had on yet. Oh, Bailey and Slade I had on all together on a Zoom and do that. We got to plan. We got to figure out when we can all do that sometime. I believe Jake said that he like put that seed in my brain and it's been growing there. And I really want to talk to all those guys at the same time. I feel like that would just be so much fun. Not only for me, but it would be fun to listen to as well. Alright, moving ahead. Um, let's see, what, what am I talking about today? Um, I already said that. Let's see. Oh, I put playoffs. No one wants to listen to me talk about the NFL playoffs, especially with all those countries I listened. <laughs> I listed. Uh, I cannot speak today. Um, <clears throat> you know what, Sample? Maybe you should do that away from the mic. <clears throat> Whew, sorry. I'm just a little stuffed up. I'm not sick or anything. I'm just I get, I get a little stuffed up in the morning sometimes. Don't don't worry about a little sample here. Um, yeah, I guess I wanted to. No guest today. It's just me. It's just solo. Um, so I, I figured I'd keep going through the movies I watched in 2020. I believe I finished like half a journal, and then this is I'm gonna try to get through this entire one. Uh, this morning. Um, so buckle on it, buckle up, and, oh, you know, I'll say who I, I'll, I'll go back to the playoff thing, NFL playoffs, it's the Buccaneers versus the Chiefs, my pick is probably going to, I feel like, ah, the Chiefs are really good, but I, I don't watch either, like, I don't watch enough of either of those teams' games to, like, pick, um, because I don't know, whoever has the best defense and whoever has a run game will be the one that ends up winning. I know the Bucks have uh, Leonard Fournette. I don't know if he's had like an amazing year. I don't know who the Chiefs have. So just off the top of my head, I'm going to go with Brady um, and the Bucks. Um, by I think a lot of people are saying it's going to be a high-scoring game. That's what they said about that Rams and Pats game a couple years back. Where the final score was like nine to three or something. So I'm gonna go low scoring game. Bucks win. Brady, um, he won't retire. He'll die playing that game. Anyways, going back to the movie stuff. While you're here, uh, okay, we finished last off. I can't remember what movie we finished off of, but uh, at 54 of the 2020 movies I or no of the movies I watched in 2020. Start okay. This is a new journal, number fifty-four, Escape at Danamora, which is actually not a movie. It, it was a limited TV series, and I decided to put it on here just because it was it stuck at him. I watched it and I was like, okay, this is going down the journal because I gotta remember to rewatch this just because it was amazing. 
Directed, funny enough, by Ben Stiller, who does a great job. And uh, Benicio Del Toro and Paul Dano crush it, as does Patricia Arquette. Arquette? Arquette? I don't know. She does a great job. Uh, you should check it out. It's on Amazon Prime, I think. Uh, then I watched for the first time ever When Harry Met Sally with Meg Ryan and um, Billy Crystal. Great chemistry. Really enjoyed it. Really funny. Rob Reiner, great job. I'd watch it again, I think, maybe in a couple years. I don't know. Next movie I watched was Half Nelson with Mr. Gosling, which he picked up his first Academy nom. Um, this is a tough movie to watch just because it's about uh, it's about drug addiction, and uh, Ryan Gosling plays his teacher who just can't he, he just can't get his life in order. And it's a really tough movie to watch from that perspective if you've ever experienced that before. But I think you should check it out just for his performance. Just so you know that Gosling has some strong acting chops. Um, next, I rewatched Baby Driver. Um, great film. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, every time I watch it, I think I like it less and less. Which is weird to say about a movie I consider great. I just don't think the third act is as great as what precedes it. Moving on. Oh, this one was really good. Adaptation by Spike Jones. I think that's how you say his name. 2002. Written by Charlie Kaufman. Nicolas Cage. I think this, this might be my favorite Nicolas Cage performance. I'm going to have to have someone on that like admires Nicolas Cage as much as I do. He, like... I don't know what's going on in that guy's mind. Like, I'd love to do an episode just on Nicolas Cage and his body of work to where, leading to where it is now. Because he he has some, like, great movies on his resume, and then he just has some stinkers because he needs a paycheck. And then he has, like, just the weirdest movie, like Face Off. Anyways, adaptation is really good. Uh, Meryl Streep, Chris Cooper. Uh, next, I rewatched Drive. I believe I watched this with Aaron. She loved it. Drive is directed by Nicholas Winding Refn. Uh, the very first time I watched Drive, which was like five, four or five years ago, I thought it was okay, and then I came back to it, and now it's a yearly watch for me. Um, it's just a beautiful film. Don't look at it, because the trailer shows it as this, like, high, like, tension, uh, action film. It's not that. Look at it as a romant, a romantic film with some some action in it. And Ryan Gosling and Carey Mulligan have great chemistry, and uh, Brian Cranston's also in that too. I always forget about that. And Ron Perlman, who plays one of the baddies, and Albert Brooks, who's also terrifying in that. He's the voice of Nemo <laughs> from Finding Nemo. Next, I watched The Night of the Hunter with uh, Robert Mitchum. This is some of the <laughs> this is some of the worst child acting performances of all time and i'm not and usually i wouldn't say that usually i would just skip and not say that but i'm saying this just because like everyone holds this opinion about this film like i actually saw that they were gonna remake it and i had a buddy of mine that was like ah no i don't want them to remake it and i was like well like robert mitchum like crushes this movie but like everything else about it is kind of so so um so i wouldn't mind them remaking it and um, they would just have to get the casting right. Who would play? Who would? I'm trying to think. Who would? Matt, or, um, man, I don't know who could fill in the Robert Mitchum shoes in that movie. But The Night of the Hunter, Robert Mitchum plays this like fake pastor, 
who's like a murderer and he's trying to uh, make this woman fall in love with her to get this treasure. And then, yeah, I, I don't want to spoil anything. Moving on, I then I watched The Peanut Butter Falcon with uh, Shia LaBeouf and Dakota Johnson and Zach Goddison. I think that's how you say his last name. Oh, man, this movie, like, touched my heart so much. I remember seeing it. I went and saw it in theaters with Aaron. And, um, man, like, it just hit me hard. There's one sequence in the film where I was just tearing up. I was I was choking up just because uh, Zach Goddison, like, crushes this. Like, I'm surprised, like, he didn't get any, like, any re- award recognition. Um, the movie as a whole really didn't, which was kind of weird. Because it's a really good film. It's really well made. Directed, it looks great. Great writing, dialogue. Yeah, it's great. After that, I watched Days of Heaven by Terrence Malick. This is actually my least favorite Terrence Malick film. Um, with perhaps maybe one of my favorite performances from a Terrence Malick film coming from Sam Shepard. Um, he's not in it much, but when he is, it counts. It would have been so cool to work with that guy. Um, man, but he... He crushed it while while he was on Earth. He made some he made some awesome plays. If you haven't read any of his stuff, um, you should check out his uh, Sam Shepard's plays, like True West. Um, what's that one? Ah, oh, what is that one called? Let me look this one up. I'm gonna look up Sam Shepard plays. Sam. I don't have I've, I lent, I lent the book out. I had this like collection of Sam Shepard plays and I lent it out and um, yeah, I'm probably not going to see that again. That's why you don't let people buy your stuff. No, no, you should share. I'm in high favor of sharing. Just make sure you get it back. Buried Child, which is really good. That's what I was going to say Buried Alive, but I knew it wasn't that. And then there's another one that's really good. Tongues was weird. He has some weird ones. I can't remember what the other one was. But yeah, he was great. Um After Days of Heaven. Oh yeah, I yeah. Um Oh, and then I watched Rushmore for the first time. Directed by Wes Anderson. I believe this was his second film cuz he did Oh, whoa. I just dropped my mic. Let me get set up back here, my word. Nice stroke, Pam. Um <laughs> Um, uh, yo, Rushmore by Wes Anderson. Uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. Skipping. I, Tanya, uh, I watched Margot Robbie gives a great performance. Um, Allison Janney won the Oscar that year. She's amazing. She was really cool to work with. Super nice lady, but she crushed it here. Uh, yeah, it was a good movie. After that, Aaron and I, uh, we, she had, Aaron had never seen the Breaking Bad series, so we watched that together. And, uh, yeah, it's master. I mean, I need to do, that's like a whole episode I could do on that series. Maybe I should do one with her. That'd be a lot of fun, since we just watched it. And then once Better Call Saul's, Better Call Saul's finished, we'd like to watch that. But Breaking Bad, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, like, what, why, why have you not? Like, go watch it right now. If you've been, like, if it's been in your Netflix queue and you haven't watched it, like, you need to go watch it. It will blow your socks off. Although it will make every other show that you watch after that seem not as good in comparison. It's one of those. Oh, uh, speaking of that, Aaron and I watched True Detective, the first season of True Detective recently. That that's We're going to have to do a podcast on that as well. 
the next movie I watched was The 400 Blows. And the reason I watched this is because uh, it's like one of Wes Anderson's favorite films. And I thought uh, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would, honestly. Kind of, kind of took me by surprise. I don't really remember a whole lot besides just not liking the boy at all. I just didn't relate to him. Ah, After that, I watched El Camino, uh, which is the follow-up to Breaking Bad, but with uh, Aaron Paul's character, Jesse. Uh, I didn't think it was necessary, but it, it wasn't bad. It was like kind of cool to get some extra Breaking Bad content, but it I feel like... Uh, yeah, we didn't necessarily need it. After that, woo, one of my favorite movies of all time, The Thin Red Line, directed by Terrence Malick, Jim Caviezel, Sean Penn, Nick Nolte. Um, I don't even know who to say next because there's so many people in this movie that just are amazing. Um, yeah, we actually watched this in my, I do this film appreciation class that I teach here in Huntsville at the Divine Legacy Conservatory. And uh, we did a month of Terrence Malick. And getting to watch other people watch this film for the first time was beautiful. Um, after that, I watched a movie called The Sister Brothers with Joaquin Phoenix, John C. Riley, and Jake Gyllenhaal. And I think Riz Ahmed was also in it. Oh, somebody's calling me. At a number I don't know. That kind of... Huh. I'll be right back. Am I back? Am I recording? Okay. Man, I could have had a great bit there. It was like one of those extended warranty things. I should have had I should have had him on the show. Um Yeah, I watched the, the Sister Brothers. It was meh. Uh Song to Song by Terrence Malick. This is like Terrence Malick's like worst reviewed <laughs> I can't speak today. What is Sabbath? Get a gun. Sorry. That didn't happen. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> okay. Song to Song by... Uh, oh, I put... In my journal, I put Terry Malick instead of Terrence as if we're friends. Um, it was It's one of his worst-reviewed films, but I, I really loved it. I was surprised. Ryan Gosling, Natalie Portman, Michael Fassbender, and Rooney Mara... Uh, knocked it out of the park. It's not a film that you that has like a a normal structured narrative. I feel like um you watch it and it's one of those movies you're gonna love if you relate to it and if you don't you're just gonna hate it. You won't even be able to appreciate it. Like there's it has such like down the line mixed reviews. But I, I think you should watch it if you're a big Terrence Malick guy. Uh, or gal. Uh, next movie I watched was Children of Men by Alfonso Cuaron. Um, amazing film. Cinematography, direction, everything about this film, you should check it out. The tone, the atmosphere. It's a tough film to watch, um, but it's definitely worth a great ending, too. Sling Blade, I remember watching this with Aaron. Uh, let's see if I can... I don't even know. I have a mint in my mouth now. I don't even know if I can do the, the, the accent that he does. That, is it Carl? Yeah. Some people... Some people call it a casual black. Nah, I can't do it. I'm not even going to try. But, uh, great movie. <laughs> then we watched, uh, Terrence Malick's The New World. Uh, great. Christian Bell, Colin Farrell. Um, it's about the story of Pocahontas and, uh, the other guy, the white guy <laughs> that, uh, she meets. Um, 
Which is funny because uh, or Aaron, Aaron recently had her wisdom teeth surgery done, where they like extract them or whatever, and then you know she's all loopy, and you know she she's been taking it like a champ. She's been tough. I would I would be like a baby, but uh, after she got that done, I went over. Her, she went over to her parents' house and she was walking. She was watching Pocahontas, and don't tell her this, but I I don't I don't get it. I I don't get uh, the Pocahontas Disney movie. I don't know. I don't know why I'm whispering, as if this helps. But uh, I don't. I don't know if she'll listen to this. But I. I just don't get that. Mo- I don't get it. I think "Colors of the Wind" is a beautiful song, but I don't get that movie. I don't think any of it's good. I think the animation is actually pretty ugly too. So if you like the Pocahontas story. But don't like that movie. Check out The New World by Terrence Malick. I think it's done a lot better. I don't hate that movie. I just don't get it. I just don't get people's love love for it. Um, Maybe it's because of the cute raccoon. I don't know. After that, I watched Otto Preminger's Anatomy of Murder with Jimmy Stewart. Which was pretty good. Then I watched... Oh, I watched uh, Fargo Season 1. Um... Which was uh, really good. Billy Bob Thornton. Martin Freeman. Dude, Martin Freeman is great in that show. Uh, as is Billy Bob and Colin Hanks too. That was a really good show. I need to rewatch that. That's one I, I should rewatch with Aaron. My phone just went off. I feel like Aaron sensed it. Um, my Listen to this. My dad. I asked my dad. My parents, they watched... Um, they watched uh, the movie, um, Our Friend, that I'm in. My dad just, I asked him like three days ago, hey, did you like it? And he now just texted me back. He said, all right, so this is from uh, Martin Berenaga. Well acted, believable, funny. A story of restoration for many characters. Kenny was exceptionally good. And you know what, I'll take it. I'll take it, Dad. Thanks. Um, the next movie I watched was Looper. By now hated Ryan Johnson because he made a Star Wars movie that people didn't like. I guess I didn't see it. I don't know, but I like his other stuff. I like Brick. I like Looper. I like Knives Out. I think he's a fine director. He also did some Breaking Bad uh, episodes, but people want to hate on him because he made a bad Star Wars movie, which um, you know, most of them are not good. <laughs> I don't. I. Okay, I don't know if like I genuinely believe that most of them are not good, or if, or or I don't know if I just love saying that I don't think they're that good, because of how frustrated people get when they say that those movies aren't any good. No, okay, you know what? Let me rephrase. I think all the Star Wars movies are amazing, but I don't think that they are. Uh, I think it's a product of its time where when they came out, they were amazing. I feel like the ones that have recently come out, and I feel like maybe some people would agree with me on this, that they're not as groundbreaking compared to some other stuff that's recently come out. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll just shut up. I, I haven't seen most of them. That's something I'm not uh, I'm not fairly, uh, I don't even know, well acquainted with. All right, next I watched Blue Valentine by Derek Sion France with Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams. Great movie. 
Then I watched the oh yeah, I went on a Spider Man tear. I watched the original Spider Man, the first two movies because the third one doesn't exist to me. Uh, with Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire. Dude, those are great films. And Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin is like perfect casting. Amazing. He's terrifying. I remember being as as a kid, whenever he like starts talking to himself in the mirror and like and it like it cuts, it does like it does like whip pans to like all the masks and stuff. I remember being terrified of that as a kid. And then right before he dies <laughs> Whenever the glider before it like pierces him, as it's about to, it cuts to his face, he's like, Oh, like, that's, like, one of my favorite, like, movie moments ever. Uh, then I watched Spider-Man 2. I think I watched them because they were, like, on Hulu or something. I can't remember. Um, oh, Spider-Man 2 is so great. The train fight. Um, um, the bank at the bank where they're fighting. Uh, the part where raindrops keep falling on my head. They're playing, and uh, Tobey Maguire's, like, living his life. I love it how he, like, shoves the hot dog in his mouth, like, whenever that guy's just, like, getting, like, beat up or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, that's a great movie. That's a really great... I think that might be the best superhero movie out there. Or at least my favorite. And when I say that, people, you know, my favorite... One of my favorite movies is The Dark Knight. And I don't, I don't think The Dark Knight is a superhero film. I think that's like a drama, thriller, crime film, very much in the vein of like Michael Mann's Heat. I don't, I wouldn't consider the Batman, the Dark Knight trilogy, superhero movie. I don't even think Batman's a superhero technically. He's more, he's a vigilante. Um, I hope a bunch of nerds don't listen to my podcast. Otherwise, I'm, I'm just, I'm losing listeners. <laughs> I, I'm like the biggest nerd. What right do I have to say that? After I, I okay, after those, I watched the before trilogy. So before sun sunrise, before sunset, before midnight. Richard Linklater, if you're out there, I'm going to work with you one day uh, because I love your work. Because I also watched Boyhood, and then later in this book, I also watched Everybody Wants Some, which is that baseball film that like no one saw, and it's amazing. Um. Yeah, but the Before Trilogy, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy, like, oh my gosh, I didn't, like, go check those out. Uh, that's, like, that. that's an episode right there. Boyhood, that's also an episode right there, the 12-year project. Um, I don't even know how Richard did that. Why am I calling him, you know, I'm going to call him Mr. Linklater, I don't know him. Mr. Linklater, I don't know how he did Boyhood. I don't know how he did, but it's a masterpiece. Like, bravo. Then I watched uh, Fargo Season 2. Which uh, wasn't as good as the first one, but it's still pretty great. Had a great cast. Jesse Plemons, Kristen Dunst. Who, they're married in real life. I didn't know that until after watching the show. I thought that was kind of cool. After that, then I watched, uh, I think, easily the best Martin Scorsese film, uh, Taxi Driver. Which came out in 1976. I only have one problem with this movie. and it's uh, I think they play like a Rolling Stones song. Like whenever he's like, I don't know, I don't get that part. It just feels like a weird choice of song compared to the amazing score by Bernard Herrmann. Uh, other than that, the movie's amazing. And, like, um, I learn something from it every time I watch it. That's how great Martin Scorsese stuff is. Besides, I think New York, New York, what I think is just average. I watched that after. It's with, um, again, De Niro. And then What's-Her-Face? Uh, Liza Minnelli. I, I didn't mean that in a mean way. I think Liza Minnelli's so talented. And she's hilarious on Arrested Development. Um, 
Yeah, I just didn't think it was... Uh, I feel like there's a movie in there that's a masterpiece, but there's just too much. There's too much in that film. It's too long, and there's a bunch of... You just don't really like the main characters. I'm not a big fan of like, movies that make your characters like, like idiots. Or like... I can root... Excuse me. I can root for like a... Um, a person that is doing bad things but wants to change. But, like, I can't... It's really hard for me to root for self, selfish people that, like, never change in the film. And then they get this, like, happy ending. But they're still... If you look at it, they're still, like, pretty selfish people. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's what that movie is. Maybe I just need to rewatch it. I don't know. After that, I watched The Beautiful Umbrellas of Shabu. I think that's how you say it. It's either Shabug... Or Shabu. Came out in 1964 by Jacques Demi. Um, oh, man. This movie was so cool. Because, like, it's a musical in terms... There's no, like... They never stop and, like, all sing a song. Like, they sing throughout the entire film. Which was really interesting to watch. And the reason I watched this is because I, I ordered it on Criterion. Um, because uh, Damien Giselle, who directed La La Land, like, is a huge fan of this film. And if you're a big fan of La La Land... Or movies like La La Land. You should go check out The Umbrellas of Shabu. After that, I watched Slacker. A Richard Linklater. His first film, I think, actually. And um, it's like a one take, almost, on all these different characters. I think in Austin, Texas. It was a really, really cool concept. Some of the other characters are more interesting than some of the other characters. But um, um, I thought it was really good. I thought it was good. Um... Yeah, and then I watched Days and Confused, Matthew McConaughey, his discovery, I, is what people say anyways, is great. Yeah, it's a hangout film. If you love hangout films, you gotta go see Days and Confused. After that, I watched The, the Lady Vanishes by Alfred Hitchcock, which I thought was, um, uh, I thought it was okay. Uh, the ending, I remember not liking, I remember it being a little predictable, and I remember... It's not really being interested most of the time compared to other Hitchcock films. Still, a really, really... Like, if it were, if Hitchcock didn't have his name on it, I probably would have been like, oh, man, that was a great movie. But maybe I just expected too much because Hitchcock. Next movie is uh, Martin Scorsese's Raging Bull. I watched that. Um, I think this was, like, my third rewatch, and I don't love it like a lot of people do. I like it. I think it's definitely maybe in his top 10 movies of all time. But for me, it's lower. It's lower down the list. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I just, um, I don't know. Um, because all the performances are great. Cinematography is outstanding. The, the score, the quotes, uh, or the writing, it's so quotable. Um, I don't know why I don't. Get like this film as much. I just don't get enough from it, I think, as much of his other films, I guess. Then I watched Everybody Wants Some by Richard Linklater, one of the funniest films out there. I recently had an audition where I, I got a, I would have gotten a chance to, uh, I don't know if I, well, I had two auditions for it, but um, I would have gotten a chance to work, work with one of the guys. Wow, my voice just cracked big time. Guys, one of the guys in from this movie. And I hope, uh, I hope I end up getting it or end up getting another audition just because it would be really cool to work with him. I'm not going to say who, but uh, it would be really cool. I feel, I feel he's super talented. Um. Oh, yeah. This was in March. 
Um, so this is when we shut down, and Aaron and I did like a Disney Plus um, binge. We watched Toy Story, Toy Story 2, um, Toy Story 3, um, and then I watched some films. I watched, I rewatched The Grand Budapest Hotel. I watched uh, Suspicion, which is an Alfred Hitchcock film with Cary Grant. I watched uh, The Wrong Man. So while I was with her, we watched a bunch of Disney stuff, and then while I was back at my parents' house at the time, I was watching a bunch of Hitchcock stuff. Uh, oh, I rewatched Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which is a fun movie. Um, Tootsie, I watched for the first time. I think someone let me borrow that. That was pretty funny. I watched Cold War by Paul Paulikowski. Uh, I think that's how you say his name. It was, it was okay. I watched Shortcuts by Robert Altman, which was amazing. Like, it was, like, three hours and 30 minutes, but, like, it went by just like that. Like, it was so, it was so great. I'm a big fan of Robert Altman. It's really funny how whenever people talk about the greatest of all time, Kubrick, Hitchcock, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, Nolan, uh, uh, Akira Kurosawa, um, like, you know, no one ever talks about Robert Altman. Robert Altman has some, like, some of the greatest films of all time, I think. Nashville, Shortcuts. Um, McCabe and, uh, and Miss Miller, or is it Miss Miller and McCabe? Can't remember. Um, yeah, he's got some great films. Go check out Shortcuts. Then Aaron and I watched The Incredibles. Okay, actually, you know what? This might be the best superhero film of all time. Shoot, this is Spider-Man Two. Um, wow, that's tough. Spider-Man Two or The Incredibles? If I had to pick one. The other one gets erased. The other one we keep. Which one am I taking? That's tough. The Incredibles is a really good film. It's so well written. Oh man. That's tough. I don't know. What do you guys think? If you're still listening. <laughs> I'm just sitting here rambling about movies I've watched. I don't know if this is interesting or not. Hey, if, if anything, you should check out these films if you haven't seen them. After that, I watched The Aviator by Scorsese, Martin Scorsese, which I think this is an underrated film of his work. It's great. And then Aaron and I watched Finding Nemo, which is, that's like one of my favorite uh, favorite Pixar films ever. After that, I watched The Moon by Duncan Jones, which uh, features Sam Rockwell. At one point in time, a lot this was getting shared on Instagram a bunch, and people were saying, oh, this is like the best movie ever. And then I watched it, and I was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was like a Black Mirror, you know, movie that uh, probably wouldn't make the cut for a season of Black Mirror. I thought it was okay. I thought Rockwell's performance was great. Other than that, I thought it was okay. Um, and that, by the way, doesn't mean I'm right. I'm just sharing my opinion, which, um, I don't know, I could be, be just a jerk. I don't know. Then I watched Monster, Monsters, Inc. with Aaron. That's great. Um... I watched Tarzan, which is my, yeah, I watched Tarzan, because I moved out of my parents, um, on this day, 0508, 2020, and that's the last movie I watched in that house, in my room, when it used to be my room, and the reason I did that is because that movie, to me anyways, means, like, how to be a man, and how to take care of things, and I, you know, living by yourself, honestly, I think is a huge step, I think, I don't think anyone would disagree with that, but, um, so I watched that for some inspiration. Um, oh man, the first movie I watched in my apartment, 
was Magnolia by Paul Thomas Anderson. Never seen it before. Oh, man. This is one that I'm going to watch like for the rest of my life, I think. Uh, John C. Riley gives an amazing performance as this uh, Mr. Cruz, Tom Cruise. Hey! I'm trying to save the film industry! Put on your mask! That's uh, my Tom Cruise impression. By the way, what did you guys think of that, him yelling? I thought uh, I thought it was a little much. Oh, Tommy, I don't think the fate of uh, the film industry is in your hands as much as you think it is. But uh, I digress. <laughs> um, <laughs> who knows? But then, you know what? You have to look at it this side, too. Being on a set, like, that's work. People think, like, that's, like, why would you be stressed? No, like, you know what? To be fair, he's producing it. He's starring in it. But, and they should have been following the rules. But I don't think he should have handled that way. He should have just been like, he walked up to him and be like, hey, you're fired. Pack your stuff. Get out of here. Instead of doing that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> awkward segue into Age of Innocence, which is an extremely awkward film. It's by Martin Scorsese, Daniel Day-Lewis. I think this is the first time that I... That I've ever said that Daniel Day-Lewis was miscast in a role. It just didn't work for me in this film. Someone else should have played the main character. I just didn't get it. I just, it's it, it's not one of my... I think he's an amazing actor. And he does a fine job. I just think he was miscast. Then I watched Up. Which has like an, one of my favorite scores of all time. Uh, great story. Uh, just a fun film. Just a great film that really hits you. Someone told me that the they didn't get it. They, they they felt like the first 15 minutes was the best part, and then it, it declines from there. I disagree. I think it gets better. I think it's a great script, too. And then I went, oh, speaking of Tom Cruise. Tom Yellen Cruise. I watched uh, um, I watched Risky Business for the first time, which um I did not like, actually. Funny enough. I thought I was. I didn't like it. I, I um... I, you know, I had some, it had some good parts in there. Other than that, I just, uh, you know, I think I, I think I didn't like it because someone handed me, I borrowed it from somebody. They handed it to me and they said, "What's great about this film is how, like, how grounded and realistic everything is." I think that's why I hated it. I don't know if they're messing with me, or if they really believe that about this film. But uh, I just, I don't know. I just didn't get it. I, I get that, you know, like I get that part. I get why that, like, that part I loved. Every, the movie as a whole, though, I think, um, not as good. I, next, I watched another Hitchcock classic, Strangers on a Train. I think, excuse me. Sorry, burping up a little bit. Didn't want to burp in the mic. Gross. Um, I watched, um, did I already say? Strangers on a Train, Alfred Hitchcock. Amazing film. One of my favorites. I think we talked about it. Harrison and I, Harrison Stone and I talked about it in an episode. I think we both had it in our top five. Or maybe just I did. I can't remember. But, um, great film. Man, I'm already at 40 minutes and I'm like, not even, well, I guess I'm halfway through this. Maybe I should pick up the speed a little bit. I wanted to shoot for like 45 minutes to an hour. Oh yeah, did I apologize for being late with no podcast last week? Things just got a little busy last week. I I uh, I tried to sit down and record one, and it just didn't happen. And then no, and you know what it was? I'm sorry. I scheduled one with somebody. It just 
it fell through. They were busy, but they tried to reschedule, and I just couldn't. Uh, we're going to try to make that up. And then I have a bunch of other people that I have lined up that I'm really, really excited about having on, especially a particular person um, that I just asked, and they said they would do it. I was, I was, I was stoked for that. Um, okay, okay, I'm going to speed this up. Speed it up, speed it up, speed it up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Singing in the Rain, great film, classic. After that, I watched Manhattan Murder Mystery by Woody Allen. Um, why, uh, his whole stick gets old for me. I think it's funny. I think he's pretty funny, like, the first 20, 30 minutes in a movie, and then it just gets old. I don't know, that's just me. I watched A Bug's Life, which I thought had aged not as well as I remembered, but I still, I still thought it was a great Pixar joint. Then I watched Out of the Past with Robert Mitchum, which was so good. One of the very few times at the end of the film where, I, where in my mind I was like, ah, oh, this is predictable, they're going to do this. If they really had guts, they'd do this. And then the film actually did what I thought they wouldn't have the guts to do. I was blown away. I was like, whoa. For a 1947 film, that was kind of intense. Whew. Robert Mitchum, Out of the Past. Yeah, that's a must-watch. Wait Until Dark. Oh, this was the... Uh the Hitchcock film that's not a Hitchcock film. It's directed by Terrence Young with Hepburn, I think. Audrey Hepburn, where she's blind. And these guys sneak into her, uh, her apartment. And they, um, uh, I can't remember specifically why. But, uh, it, it, yeah, it was, it was really great. Then after that, we watched What's Eating Gilbert Grape with a solid, solid cast. You got Juliette Lewis, you got Johnny Depp, you got Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, I don't know why I start talking like that, but uh, DiCaprio should have won the Oscar that year, and Depp uh, is underrated in that film. Nobody ever talks about Johnny Depp in that film, but he's like really great. He's he, he's really great and subtle, and he has these great moments. People, more people need to watch that movie. I, I mean, I know Leo steals the film just because of how amazing he is, but uh, next time you watch that movie, watch Johnny Depp's performance. After that, I watched Farewell, my lovely... Um, which I, from my little journal entry, I didn't seem to like it very much, but, um, that's another Mitchum film. After that, I watched The Friends of Eddie Coyle, which was really, really interesting, really well made. Uh, also Mitchum. Dang, I watched, I watched a lot of Mitchum films last year. After that, I watched The Nice Guys, which may be, like, one of my favorite comedies of all time, like Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Hot Rod. Anchorman, and then the nice guys. Uh, oh my gosh, so great. Ryan Gosling, Russell Crowe. Who would have thought those two would have gone well, so well together? After that, I watched David Fincher's Fight Club. Um, unpopular opinion. I I uh, I uh, I don't know. I I didn't enjoy it as I think a lot of other people do. Um, I guess it's more of a cult film, so. I don't know. I just, I feel like I definitely need to rewatch it. But um, it felt it was really predictable. And like one of the things a lot of people always told me about it was like, "Oh, you're never gonna guess what happened." And then like I was like, "Oh, this like you know, 20 minutes in, I was like, oh, is this how it's gonna end?" And then it did. And then I was like, "Oh." Um. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that film. Maybe I need to rewatch it without like thinking of what's ahead and just watch it in the moment i don't know i just didn't hit me as hard as i think it's hit a lot of by the way like the performances were great edward norton heather bonham carter 
and Brad Pitt were fantastic. I just, I don't know. I, I, it's not one of my favorite Fincher films, and I love David Fincher. Then I watched Mother by Darren Aronofsky, which was not good. <laughs> I'm going to skip that. Sweeney Todd and the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. So I was on like a little Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp binge here. Uh, yeah, I thought he, Jet Depp was great. It was a good film. After that, I watched Goodfellas, which is a great film, but I don't think Scorsese's best. Like a lot of other people do, that's just my opinion. I think Taxi Driver is like my favorite. And then um, I even think that Departed is better than Goodfellas. That, I don't know. Well, you know what? You know what? I'm leaving that on record. I'm leaving that on record. I said that. I think The Departed is better than Goodfellas. That's just not even sitting right with me. I don't even know. I don't know. You know what? I take that back. Not on record. I'm unsure. After that, I watched uh, Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox, which I think is like one of the most underrated animated films of all time. Then I watched uh, Being John Malkovich. I watched it. This was my second time watching it, and I tried to get it, and I just... I that's not my favorite film. Oh, this is when we did a uh, Dead Man's Chest and then Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. That's uh, if you have not listened to Aaron and then Harrison Stone also joined us. We did we talked about all three of the Pirates of the Caribbean films. That is still my favorite one of one of my favorite podcasts I've done, but I think it's also one of the funniest ones where we just let loose and just talked about all of them. That is also one of our first ones, I think. That was a lot of fun to do. Um, after that, we wa- I watched The Road to Perdition with uh, Tom Hanks and Paul Newman, who are both great. Then I remember I watched uh, two of my little brothers came over and we watched The Princess Bride, and they loved it. I loved it. Princess Bride, underrated film. After that, I rewatched Uncut Gems on Netflix with Adam Sandler, who was snubbed. For the Oscar that year, wasn't even nominated. Shake my head. Academy, get it together. Watch movies that aren't, you know, like, obviously going for the Oscar. Uncut Gems was a great film. A dream- I remember being in the theater. I was, like, by myself. I might have said this on the podcast before. I was by myself in the theater. I went and saw it by myself. And then, like, it's an R-rated film, by the way. And, like, a guy my age and then, like, his, like, 12-year-old little sister with him. Um... Yeah. <laughs> um, Shoplifters, which was by Hiro Kazu Koridi. I don't even know if there's, I butchered that big time. Great film. That was on Hulu. I watched it. It was nominated for Best Foreign Picture or something 2018 or 2019. Really good film. I feel like I've talked about that one before on here. I don't know why. Um, oh, you know what? I think I did, actually. I think I did. Then I watched Nebraska by Alexander Payne, which was really good. Um, Public Enemies with Johnny Depp. Watched that. Ace Ventura Pet Detective, uh, which I thought was funny. Obviously a goofy film on purpose. And then I watched Edward Scissorhands, which... um, Man, Depp is really good in that, too. I should do an episode just on, like, on, Johnny's, on Johnny Depp's like full body of work and get somebody on here that's um, that knows a lot more about him. Maybe I do. Well, I guess I have seen a lot of his films. But, um, yeah, actually, that'd be a fun episode to do. Uh, after that, I rewatched Trey Edward, Trey Edward Schultz's film Waves, which is an amazing film. So good. I think it's a masterpiece. The cinematography is outstanding. 
Um, the acting, the casting, the writing. That movie's so good. The way it's structured, it's just so good. After that, I watched uh, The Other Guys, which is Adam McKay. That's also, you know, my, one of my favorite com- comedic films of all time. I'll throw that up with, up there with the other ones I mentioned. Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg need to go do another Other Guys films instead of, like, the Daddy Home Daddy's Home movies they've been doing together. Like, do another Other Guys. I don't know if maybe it didn't do well at the box office, but, like, everyone who's seen that film, like, loves that film. Who I've spoken to anyways. And I who knows? I have a small circle of friends. So um, maybe I'm just deluded. I think it's a great film. Though. Michael Keaton is so funny in that film. Uh, not only is he a sheriff of the police department. But he's also he also is like a manager at a Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> and, he que- and he keeps quoting TLC. The band TLC. Which is great. Uh, that's a really funny movie. Um, ah, okay, I'm over, I'm almost I'm almost done. After that, I watched The Town, directed by Ben Affleck, uh, which was good. Jeremy Renner was really good in that film. After that, I watched Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Another wow, another Johnny Depp film I watched by Terry Gillum. Um, I don't remember liking this film a whole lot. Um, it was exactly what it what. It, what it looked like and it was yeah it wasn't terrible but it's not one of my favorites after that i watched silence of the lambs for the first time believe it or not i didn't see this film until july of last year great film yeah classic anthony hopkins is like oh oh he's terrifying in that movie oh my gosh after that i watched django unchained uh which is a great quentin tarantino film um oh uh, I think Cade, Cade and I watched Repo Man together by Alex Cox with Emilio Estevez and Harry Dean Stanton. I bought it because it looked like such a cool movie. Um, and it was, but like the, the case for it on Criterion on Blu-ray is like so cool. It's like this map of the city, but like a skeleton with like a mohawk. It looked cool. And it was like green and white. Um... But, uh, what a weird movie. Like, I really liked it. I don't, like, it was, like, a B-movie, but it was, like, being a B-movie on purpose. And it was really funny. And, ah, man, I should, I should rewatch that. It was so weird, but it worked. After that, I watched Wildlife, which was directed by Paul Dano. I think his first time directing. Jake Gyllenhaal, Carey Mulligan, they were great. After that, I watched Charlie Chaplin's The Great Dictator, which was good. I watched, oh yeah, I watched The Karate Kid for the first time with Aaron. By the way, I went, I, I've watched Cobra Kai season three. Not my favorite season. It's fo- that it's it focuses a little bit too much on the kids, for for my taste. Uh, I'm more interested in like the adult storylines, um, you know, the from the original characters. But I'm not saying that the the new the new people aren't are bad or anything. I think it just focused a little bit too much on them. I wish Oh, Elizabeth Shue came back though, and she was great. After that I watched The Disaster Artist with Frank the Franco Boys, which was is pretty funny. Airplane. That might actually go up in my top comedies of all time. That's an hilarious film with Leslie Nelson. Uh The Artist, which won Best Picture, I think, in two thousand twelve. Um I uh I didn't get this one either. I didn't. I, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna skip that. <laughs> I don't. I don't like saying negative things about films. So whenever I say I didn't get it, I just I didn't enjoy it. 
but um, I don't want to like bash it because I know someone else, someone out there also enjoyed that movie and maybe loves it. I don't want to bash them for making them. I don't know, uh, but I, I also want to be honest. Um, then I watched Fritz, uh, or I'm sorry, M, directed by Fritz Lang, the 1931 film, which was like ooh, uber creepy. Um, after that, and then it looks like I, I watched uh, The Naked Gun with uh, Leslie Nielsen, which uh, I don't think it's as funny as Airplane, but it's definitely still hilarious and delivers some great gags. I watched one of the 2020's best films, Palm Springs, directed by Max Barbaco with Andy Samberg, who was great. Um, then I watched The Last Dance. Oh, The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan doc. I was like, what is that? And then I was like, oh, cool. Oh, my gosh, yeah, The Last Dance doc documentary was absolutely amazing to watch, especially being a Bulls fan. Why am I a Bulls fan? Let me explain. My dad was, for some reason, a North Carolina fan. They got Jordan... He didn't have an NBA team. Jordan went to Chicago. He became a Bulls fan. He got to experience all the greatness. And then I'm stuck with um, Derrick Rose, who gets injured, and then we stink. So, yeah, being a Bulls fan is not fun. I haven't watched like I haven't watched a Bulls game. I used to be, like, really into it. When Derrick Rose was playing, I mean, he won MVP of the league, I believe, one year. I remember watching almost, like, every single game that year. And then the year... Um, when he came back, and then he got re-injured. He got re-injured a bunch of times, but I tried keeping up with the games, and we just didn't... Uh, it's just hard to watch a sport I'm really not interested in. And then on top of that, uh, a team that just is bad and just makes bad decisions. Um, after that, I watched the Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Aaron and I did this, and it's like a choose-your-own-adventure movie, which is really cool. Uh, I, I highly recommend to do it, but... Um, yeah, um, don't expect too much out of it, you know. But I think it's really cool, and I hope they do more. After that, I watched Johnny Brasco, hey, with uh, Pacino and uh, Depp, who are great together. Um, is Michael Madsen in that film? For some reason, I feel like he's in the film. Um, I don't even remember how this film ends. I forget I watched it, but I remember it being good. Then I watched Pineapple Express, which is you know a dumb fun movie. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's a great film. Jim Carrey, he gives one of his best performances, as does Kate Winslet. Oh, I watched Prisoners with Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman, um, which is so good. The ending of that film was like one of my favorites. And Paul Dano's so great in that film. He doesn't have like a lot of lines, but like his his reactions, especially to Hugh Jackman's character, are just oh, so good. Psycho. Um, by Alfred Hitchcock, which after watching it, like, I think this was, like, the third time I watched it and moved up on my list. Um, yeah, that's such a great film. Um, then after that, The Prestige. Oh, this is when Aaron and I were at the beach. I remember watching these at the beach. The Prestige, which is an amazing film by Christopher Nolan. Hugh Jackman, again, he's great in it. Christian Bell's great. Uh, Michael Caine is so great. Oh, that movie's great. <laughs> um... Okay, uh, sorry, got a message. Then we watched Paris, Texas by Wim Wenders with Harry Dean Stanton. Great film, such a powerful movie that just like ah, rips me to pieces. So many great moments in that film when he's watching the old vacation VCR and then the ending where he finally confronts his uh, 
I, I guess it's ex-wife after years and years of being separated. Then after that, I watched The Fighter with uh, David, o- or not with David or Russell, with Christian. But actually, we're doing, um, this month we've been doing the, uh, in my film appreciation class, the one I mentioned before, we've been doing the uh, work of Christian Bale. And we actually watched this two weeks ago. And Christian Bale, and this was so cool to hear. Because after we finished it, one of my students said, uh, one of the listeners of the podcast, actually, Alex Haynes, who's also an actor and is a great actor, and if you need him for anything, you should cast him because he's really good. But anyways, he said, man, Christian Bale is like an actor that you forget is in the movie because they're so good. Like when you look at Mark Wahlberg, you think, yeah, that's Mark Wahlberg, which there's nothing wrong with that. Mark Wahlberg does a great job in that film. But, you know... he never moves past becoming maybe another person, at least in that specific performance. Again, I'm not dark. I love Mark Wahlberg. I think he's underrated. I think he's hilarious. I'd love to work with him. But Christian Bale just, like, during the film, you're like, man, oh my, like, who who is playing him? And you're like, oh yeah, Christian Bale. And it's really cool for someone else to say that because I've thought that for such a long time. Amy Adams is also great in that film. Um, the whole cast is really um, after that, I rewatched Dunkirk, which isn't one of my favorite Nolan films, but I think is a great um, film all around. Um, for boy, what? What did I put? Jesus, it's death for boy. I don't remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't like it how that. Uh, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, one of the a boy dies in that film, or a young man dies in that film. It's just not believable. I don't know. After that, I rewatched uh, The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. Um, who, he gives like an all-time best performance. One of my favorite performances. Actually, I think Jesse Lane, who I've had on the podcast. I think that's like one of his favorite performances. Then I watched Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal, directed by Dan Gilroy. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, again, the li- man, he's so great. Jake Gyllenhaal's underrated. He gives a great performance in Nightcrawler. I think it's still on Netflix. You should go check it out if you haven't seen it. And Riz Ahmed's also in it, who gives who gave i guess i in my opinion the best 2020 performance i watched it in sound him in sound of metal where he's a he's a heavy metal drummer who loses uh, his ability to hear he, he starts to go deaf it's a tough movie to watch but really great after that aaron and i watched uh spirit with the boys spirit of the samaritan stallion of the samaritan i i just put spirit in my journal but uh that's a great animated film very underrated Matt Damon narrates it, and sometimes that can get a bit cliche, but um, other than that, it's really good. Underrated uh, DreamWorks film. Then after that, we watched 500 Days of Summer, which is like, oh, the screen, I love the screenplay of that. I love the way it's edited and put together. That is a great film. One of my favorite moments in film ever is when uh, he's uh, he starts singing and dancing, he looks into the car windshield to like check his hair, and it's Han Solo staring back at him. I love that. I love it. <laughs> Uh, okay, this is my last movie, and I'm done with this journal. Uh, there's another one. Maybe I'll do an episode on that one. I don't know. Um, what I've noticed is, um, oh, I should say the film before I should. We, Woody, Woody came over back in August. We watched Batman Begins because he had never seen any of the Dark Knight trilogy, and we watched it all together. So those were the next films that we watched in the next journals. But um, I've noticed that I get a lot more views whenever I have a guest on, not as much as when I do a solo one. But I still enjoy doing solo ones. I just like sitting here talking. I thought it'd be really fun to uh, do like a YouTube special where I do like a, uh, I have a very large 
DVD, Blu-ray collection. So I, I, you know, people do those on YouTube. So I don't know. Let me think if you'd be interested in watching that. Um, um, I'm not very good at YouTube yet. As Anchor is like really easy to use, and I'm not just saying that just because like I'm I'm on their platform and and uh, you know I have an ad from them or whatever. But um, they're just they're really easy to use. YouTube is as it's it, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, well, yeah, that's the podcast. Um, I really hope you enjoyed me rambling on about, um, just movies I watched last year. I hope you're adding them to the list. I hope, like, you get something out of this. I, uh, I too prefer when I have someone else to talk to about specific things, but sometimes I just like sitting down and just talking about the movies I've seen. Um, if you haven't, um, seen any of those movies, go check them out. Um, also... They, I saw on Anchor, I totally forgot this is like an option to do. You can leave voice messages. You can send me voice messages and it will go to like my Anchor account, I think. And then like I can play them on the show. So if you ever have any questions or you want to say anything or you want to give me any movies a shout out or talk about like shoot me a video message, I think all you do is have to go to um, my, my Anchor profile and then hit voice message. Sorry, I dropped my mic a little bit. Um... And leave me one. That'd be really cool if somebody did that. Try it out. Um, but like I said, I have a couple more guests lined up for the next couple of months. I'm really excited to talk about. Um, but uh, please feel free to share all the ones I've done before. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Appreciate you. Go check out my Patreon. Um, you know, Facebook page, Instagram. I need to post on that a little bit more. I'm just a little bit more busy, you know, to really sit down and do that stuff. But I need to. I need to try. But um, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys have a great week. God bless. And that's the show. I said that's the show.